Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson, and I'm joined by two of my dear friends, Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey there, EJ. And Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. And we absolutely love the opportunity to um, be in your homes, your cars, your earbuds, your, your workout ear routines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sound, I hope everybody. That sounds very intrusive. It is, but hey, hey, I mean, they're welcoming it. That's right. They they hopefully <laughs> they subscribed. Thanks for welcoming us into your brain. I love it. You know, the vision of our podcast is to equip um, churches who are entering into or already have multi-site student ministries. And we hope to share what we've learned and what we're learning from others within the multi-site community. Amen. And uh, the last episode that uh, you guys did um, was absolutely wonderful. I loved going back and being able to listen to the aspect of what it looks like, the essentials of what it looks like to launch a campus. And today we want to jump in and talk about the beyond um, year one. Post-launch, as we're moving into two years and beyond, hopefully we've had a ton of growth. We're now solidifying some different things. Maybe we're even at the point of bringing on some staff, paid staff. Uh, and within that, there are a whole bunch of things that we really ramp up year two. And uh, that happens a ton at the central level, as well as with our campus pastors mm-hmm. and how they're leaning in further and further to refine the, um, you know, those other things mm-hmm. at their campuses. And you got Guys, um, you know, we shared in the last episode, if you didn't catch it, things like um, volunteers and on-ramping and onboarding them, having safe environments and clean environments, as well as a whole bunch of discussion about curriculum and branding and um, just a ton of different stuff, you guys. And um, I loved walking away from that and seeing all the things that we have the opportunity to then move into year two. And um, as a campus launch as well, we always want to... Uh, think about how we're going to continue to equip people. And um, as we equip people, I think that um, one of the best things that we see in the growth of a campus is then bringing on somebody um, into staff. Can you guys talk a little bit about um, year two, and sometimes it's before that, what do we do? Yeah, that's true. That's the hope, right? You have you have grown, you've moved past that initial launch, we are now floating into outer space, you know, discovering new planets, new territories, new regions. And so how do we chart that course? How? I agree. I hope that you listen to some David Bowie while you guys are, are are listening to this podcast as well. This is ground control to major multi-multi. So, Kim, you are now in charge of Central. What does it look like? Onboarding. Onboarding. Um, onboarding. You know, I'll say this much. Kim's going to talk a little bit about onboarding, maybe some of the roles, responsibilities, and so on that they have Um once that you know with the new staff because it's a little bit different if before that you were running a volunteer in regards to expectations and so on but one of the things that i love that kim does so if you are in that central role that main role uh this is key she outfits you with Woodside students swag. So Oasis and Wake and Woodside students, we have middle school gear, we have high school gear, we have gear that just encompasses our entire, you know, student ministries because we do have some of our ministries who that's just what they do. They they meet together, so they call it Woodside students. And so um, she gets a whole basket of gear as well as some survival things, some Listerine strips, some tied to go pens, some Did you deodorant. Say Listerine strips? Yeah, dude. Coffee Those breath. Those are Joe, Joe's go to. You know, that's funny you said that. That's um, a little weird. 
but within that, it's true. Joe, yeah, those are your those go-to. Those are my yep. go-to, yeah, because um, they're, like, they nuke your mouth. They nuke your mouth. So. In Joe's basket, I would also include some Twizzler pull and peels. Oh, yeah. A tied white uh, or to-go pen. Yep. Um, so, yes, those essentials that as a student director, pastor, you come across, I always include also some vitamin C boosters because you know we go hard and was sometimes after a retreat or even pr- during or pre-retreat, we need to boost that immune system so we stay healthy. You know what? You know, it's very interesting, though, Kim. One thing I did not hear, and maybe this is going to cause a little controversy. Oh, boy. No essential oils. Interesting. Anyways, so oh, what, wow. does that, uh, <laughs> what does that look like uh, when we onboard a new staff member? <laughs> yes. So that basket is something I um, I hold very dearly to my heart because I think it's just a fun way it's to... It's a nice touch. Yeah. It and it's a fun way to welcome on someone because they immediately then feel part of the team. It's funny to watch, too, usually at the next like all staff student meeting or at the next student event retreat, whatever it is. They're always wearing. The they're gear. wearing it. They're it, like, yes, it's that first. I'm a part of the yeah, team. It's that first day of you school. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. It's that first day of school or that first day back to school after Christmas yes. where everyone's wearing that new sweatshirt that they yes. got or those new shoes. That's but it sweet. also like That's is funny. affirming as like a leader just oh, to yeah. be like, oh, okay, they appreciate it. They're wearing it. It was the right size. Good. And for some of them, they're like, I want them to know I appreciated it. So yeah. I'm going to wear it. And for some, we wonder if they even know how to do laundry because it's the only mm. thing that we see them. <laughs> you, you guys mentioned something there, right? Because it's that next time. And that's one of the expectations within the full, t- you know, or a Once staff they, yeah, role. Now they're paid. Right? There's because, accountability built in. So yeah. that's the kind of one of the things we step up because yeah. our volunteers, a lot of times, they can't be on the consistent meeting rhythm. We're okay with that. We understand that. We take extra time with them as they're launching and um, that's that's okay but when you get into year two especially if your campus has a paid person then we expect you to be within the meeting rhythm and that meeting rhythm uh, is pretty standard or does it change guys it's pretty standard it's monthly after our our all staff meeting on a Tuesday. Um, so it's predictable. We send out calendar invites, but yes, as a, as we gain staff in that student area, um, you know, that welcome basket, there's books in there that they can read. They're part of those staff meetings that happen once a month as a team where collaboration really takes place. And then even as we go into retreats, events, anything that we call a red light, right? And to define that, we talk about red light, yellow light, green lights, and we had a whole episode about this um, in the past, so you can go check that out further. But a uh, red light event is something that is essential to Woodside students' DNA. Um, it is a part of any student ministry at any campus, and they are a part of it or they're promoting it, and that's our mission trips. That's our um, retreats. And um, so with that, as a staff member, as they come on, um, they are part of those red light events and gain responsibilities or roles or part of a team for those events. So there's definitely more accountability as you become staff or paid staff uh, in student ministry as we go second year and beyond. I got it. So, you know, within that then comes the opportunity that I know we push uh, pretty, pretty hard uh, at the uh, beginning of year two 
to look at splitting your middle school and high school ministries. In the last episode, if I recall, um, we spent some time talking about the combined model, mm-hmm. and we're hoping that uh, and praying within that that the growth happens and we can split within that. And that's, that's right. That's caused actually at times um, a ton of rejoicing, right, by students and sometimes even parents. But it also increases the workload of that single person. What have you guys Absolutely. seen um, as we've pushed into year number two? Um, have been some of those benefits of making that split because I guarantee you there are people right now listening. They're like, hey, we're multi-site, but our models are combined and we're wavering back and forth. Do we split? Do we don't? How has that worked for us? Yeah, so it is. I love that you that you do say that is that you do point out the... Um Oh, not I guess you could say double-edged sword is kind of where you know maybe what I'm looking for. If you always think, oh man, once we have that person, or once we grow and so on, like we can hire that person. That it does. It does change the dynamic. It does change the culture. It does change up responsibilities, and there are good things within that. Um, but there are some different things within that, and so um, we are trying to. You know, you're thinking about growing. You have that staff member on, which hopefully that means as well that you're um, the the ministry in of itself is growing, not just quantitatively, but qualitatively. Um, and so I think the key to launching, the key to, the, to launching two separate gatherings is clear and consistent communication as to why. Uh, and I, I like to follow that train of communication of staff, interns, leaders, parents, students. Um, you need to have your staff all on the same page because they're going to possibly get other questions. And so that way they can champion it. Um, and obviously, you know, that's coming from your campus pastor as well or central, those who are inputting it. And even I think it's great to communicate that to the other staff on the team across the campuses so that way they can partner yes. with you and champion that with you. Or maybe they themselves have walked through it. And so they can, you know, share with you what they did that went well or a mistake that they made. Uh, so that's that's start with staff. Interns, why do I put interns as, uh, right above leaders? Because we want them to one day be staff. Absolutely. And we want to really walk them through it, really show them uh, why we're making the decision, how we're making the decision, give them some of those nuances, and even share with them, this is how we're now going to approach the conversation uh, with leaders. This is how I approach it with other staff. So we're going to approach it with leaders. This is how we want to approach it with parents and invite them into that process so that way they can grow in their understanding um, of ministry and in being a leader. And then, again, leaders, because you want them to champion it because they're going to get questions questions from students and pushback uh, potentially from parents or questions from parents or just they want to you want them to champion and own it and on down so by the time it gets to those students man you've got momentum built you've been able to maybe even hear some of those arguments or some of those concerns address those outright uh, and really just make it uh, smooth and successful because it really is something worth celebrating it You're is. growing. People are coming to know Jesus. People are finding community. Uh, so we want the, the best way to champion that celebration is clear and consistent communication across all those platforms. Yeah, I think that one of the things that, that we've seen as that has increased is it also gives us the opportunity um, to have better programs as we do split them. 
And when we split them, the consistency and the quality of programming has got to remain. We don't want to take a step back. Yep. We want to actually keep moving forward and um, being a little bit narrower in our scope and sequence mm-hmm. and how we're um, you know, working with specific people. And I think one of the ways that as we see going into year two that that happens a lot is how we're training our leaders. And that even takes a ramp up. I know in year two, we get a little bit more specific, a little bit more dialed in about practices, um, even stuff like, hey, now instead of meeting in you know a circle with 10 people, kind of doing the lesson, kind of doing small group, we really say, hey, the formalization of this is you need to be having the large group gathering, the small group gathering, and you know dividing those out more and more as they're they're growing. Um, Obviously, the consistency is also there with um, small group and large group curriculum, but we we start to add in that aspect as well as the campus pastors start to figure out exactly what's happening on their campus. And as a student ministry team on the central side, we try and ramp up the meeting rhythm with the campus pastors during that second year so that we can communicate, see what their goals, their vision is for the student ministry. Do they want to be partnering with the local high school? And they want to do that because they want their student ministry uh, guy to be the football coach. And how can we help in that? What does that look like? What are the resources there? So Kim, can you kind of talk about what you hope, desire for the rhythm within year two meeting with the campus pastor looks like? Yeah, this is an exciting part for me. Um, Stepping into this position, it's just starting to really take traction and come alive a bit. And so just seeing the fruit of conversations and partnership with the campus pastors is so so vital because they lead their way at the campuses and they set the tone and so wanting to know that one we are in support of them and their leadership we're not here to overtake or run their campus but we want to come alongside them and serve them and uh, help them reach their targets and goals at their campuses so what that has looked like is everything from helping them evaluate just staff and um, their student ministry staff, but also help them gain understanding of this document that we're going through, the iPod or DNA of student ministry, as well as when they're in these launch periods, walking them through that and talking, hey, here's some best practices of um, what Joe just talked about, that communication and clarity as you launch into those two nights or two separate meetings. Um, And just the overall partnership is just, it's vital with the campus pastor. I'm actually looking to sit down with one of the campuses here soon and just talk through um, some of those pieces and get all on the same page because we're, as we're going around to the campuses and you may see this in your context at different campuses, every culture or even staff culture looks different. That's right. And each campus pastor is a different leader in how they uh, partner with their staff um, or even lead their staff. So how can I, as the central student person, make sure that there is communication, there's alignment, there's streamlining taking place, not only student-wise across the board, but even within leadership with the campus pastor and the student director or pastor. Because when we meet monthly, the student pastor or director, that guy or girl, is the one in that meeting. The campus pastor isn't. So it's so vital to make sure the campus pastor is on the same page and knows what is taking place within the student ministry. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that 
as that campus pastor understands better what's happening in student ministry, it's also the time where we start to refine the things that they're doing, yes. right? So we start implementing things like um, the milestone events that we talk about, the transitional events in year two and say, hey, it's really important to look at how your kids are moving from kids ministry to student ministry mm-hmm. in fifth and sixth grade, the transition from eighth to ninth grade, um, at least in our context at mm-hmm. middle school to high school and um, the furthering of that as well as, you know, rolling in, um, you know, more and more uh, service opportunities. What what else in year two, like as we refine it, are we adding in there? Deep? Yeah, I like what you said that there's those transitional events. And, you know, we we again, we um, share this several times, red light, yellow light, green light. And but we have a caveat within yellow light for us is that yellow light, sometimes they're just are. You can choose to do it. You can choose not to do it. But we have certain yellow lights that we put in an opt-in or opt-own uh, caveat with. And so if you opt-in, uh, you alongside those other campuses who decided to opt-in, that now becomes kind of a mini multi-site event. There'll be shared roles and responsibilities, so on and so forth. Or you can opt-own it, which means that you are you are, as that campus are choosing to own it and do it yourself. But in choosing that, you're still doing it with excellence. You are still being like significant with it. And one of those key things, one of those yellow lights, that's an opt-in or opt-own is what you just said, our milestone transitional events, because um, one, it gives the freedom for a campus to really uh, plan it and be strategic about what's going to be best for their campus with us, you know, in, in that leadership for with Kim and so on, seeing it's so valuable that you are mindful of those gaps of that fifth to sixth, that eighth to ninth, that senior to freshman year, uh, because we want to make sure that we don't lose any kids in them. We want to be key and strategic about it because they provided some great opportunities to do what we value as a ministry, partner with parents, disciple students, lead them during these pivotal times. And so um, that is that is key. But it, I love that. Again, it's you still as a campus, you have the freedom. So we have two yellow light events this summer, um, fifth to sixth grade. Our fifth to sixth grade transitional event is called Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. And we have um, an eighth to ninth grade transitional event. Anyone want to guess what it's called? I'll wait one moment. Fresh Start. That oh, is right. Good. It's called wow, Fresh good. Start. Very, if you got very it right, innovative. If you got it right, DM <laughs> us right now on Instagram at multi multi pod, and I will give you a Starbucks gift open. card <laughs> or, from Kim's central budget. Yes. Um, <laughs> But we all send you a Starbucks if you're listening right now. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I love that because for me at this campus, um, after last year evaluating, going to go ahead and going to do our jumpstart event as an opt-own. And then we'll do fresh start as an opt-in. And so that's one of those new things that becomes kind of expectation because and why is it an expectation? Because there's a value to it because yes. it's not just something to add on like, hey, you need to start adding this. You need to do more pool parties. You need to do more hangouts. You know, it's, it's very intentional um, and it does really hit a lot of the core things that we do. So um, that kind of becomes an expectation. What are some of those opportunities or green lights or things that maybe you've seen other campuses do? And so... A lot of service or outreach opportunities, especially within their campus as a whole, uh, you know, they jump on board as the families at one of our campuses do either like a car wash event or they um, do, 
think there's I don't remember the name or what they call it, but they set up shop at a gas station yeah, yeah. and they pay for yeah, they pay for people's gas as they come through. So within your campus, there's a, again partnering with that campus pastor, right? We want to be able to give opportunities for them to serve as students as a ministry and that may be separate from the church or their campus holistically and they may go t- choose an organization to partner with um, or as a campus they do it as a larger family uh, but we do provide um, you know different opportunities or events like Joe said that they can opt in to uh, throughout the school year in summer as well and then those opportunities that are those green lights that they can choose uh, campus-wide what works best in their context to either create or be a part of. Yeah, so year one, you know, keep your feet flat on the ground so you don't have too far to fall. Right, kind of focus on the main things. Yep, and then year two um, and beyond, some room for expansion, a little bit more freedom, the opportunity to dabble into more things. We even encourage people, you know, past um, year one to really dive into social media and um, all those events that Kim and Joe have been um, talking about. And it, um, it seemed to have worked for us thus far. We have had those moments, though, where we haven't had the opportunity to bring on staff um, after year one, and we keep rocking and rolling with volunteers yeah. and help them to expand their team. Mm-hmm. That is a true statement, definitely, for us. And um, yeah. I think that's also the beauty, though, of just the the years of ministry here at Woodside has allowed us to create a wealth of resources of um, in our what I would call like our server or the Woodside way. Um, so for those campuses that are still going into year two and they still may be volunteer we can provide a lot of those resources if they do want to choose to dabble in, you know, a different event or something of that sorts. We have a lot of those tangible pieces that we are able to provide them. And we would love to share some of those with you too. If um, you're wondering what maybe are some of those smaller scale events um, that we do, but it just allows for greater resources and shared opportunities across the campuses to collaborate and um, you know, come alongside of each other. Well, I've absolutely loved um, just hearing what year two looks like. And I think a great opportunity for us um, within this is to be able to link back to some of the other um, episodes that we've had, as well as some of the other events and things that um, in year two, beyond year one, that uh, people go in and they participate within our campuses. So everybody, thanks so much for listening today. We know that there's a lot of more nuances within that there too. I'm sorry for interrupting your flow. So right. we know, like, because like, I love what you said. Sometimes we have to keep rolling with a volunteer uh, because of the contextualization. So as you guys are still, you may figure this out, or you're getting ready to launch a new campus, or um, we know that as you're launching a new campus, you might be launching campus three, four, five. Um, and it's just beneficial to ask questions or bounce things off of one another. Um, so, so just give us a call. Like I'm, I've joked around earlier, you know, DMing us. Uh, you guys can DM us on Instagram, on um, on Twitter. You can message us on Facebook. You can email us at multi-multi-pod uh, at gmail.com. And so um, we, we're here uh, to answer questions. We know that... Um, this is not uh this is not i guess we'd say linear like there are there are different different strokes different folks there's different contextualization so um yeah just let us know how we can help so multi-multi-podcast at gmail.com is the email address and so yeah 
Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If there's any value that we can add to you in your ministry, please let us know. We love partnering and being in the trenches alongside of you guys. We love you. God loves you more. Bye!